הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש ומשבר ארצם, במיוחד רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה, רבנו נחל נפגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן יאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we start with Torah 20 and we're going to go all the way up um, to lesson 24. We'll leave that uh, lesson 24 a very very special lesson for tomorrow, בעזרת השם. This, is, this lesson is going to be an explanation um, to, the, um, to what is written over there in Sefer Amidot, what is known as the Alephbet book. The new Alephbet book, the second uh, uh, portion of the Alephbet book, which Rabbeinu finished when he was 13. Rabbeinu started the book when he was 6. It's a very, very powerful book already. The first section is already, you have to master Shas and uh, the writing of the Ari Kadosh and all these awesome tzaddikim. Rabbeinu wrote Sefer Amidot when he was six years old. So just to tell you where, where he was standing already. But over there, what is written in Alebet Chadash, um, in Sefer Amidot, in the section Meriva, which means uh, strife, Ot Yud, the tenth bullet point over there. Aledim So this is what Rabbeinu says over there. And he's quoting, Through this, the arguments and the strife that exists in the world, the opposition that exists in the world, Through this, this strife and this opposition, it creates famous people before their time. Because there's a time where people need to be famous, but actually opposition causes people to rise to fame before they need to. Okay. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain. When a person enters to, uh, the service of God, he needs to wait and hold back until he becomes famous in the world. But through the blemish of uh, opposition, he is, um, he is uh, made famous before his time. And this opposition causes uh, damage and loss to this person. To this person who becomes famous before he needs to. Or this causes this path too to become famous. Um, this path in which he took to serve God. That this person needed to reveal in the world. And what happens? This opposition causes uh, death to those who engage in the argument. It's a very deep idea what's going on here. Either the road or the journey in which this person is um, engaging in, which he wanted to reveal to the world, his sort of nekudai, his point, what makes him special and what journey he's taking. When he wanted to reveal that to the world, it should have been revealed at a certain time. But makhloket causes this journey to be revealed before its time or the person to be revealed before its time. And the result of this is that those who engage in the argument uh, can, be, can be killed. Can be uh, can die because of this. And sometimes, if the blemish is not so big with regard to the opposition, then it causes poverty. And this is the secret. This secret is brought down in the Torah on the verse in Shemot chapter twenty-one. It brings over there a case when two men fight and shove a pregnant woman. 
and cause her to miscarry. And over there in the Torah brings all the laws with regard to this case. But let's see what this really means. This, what this law is really telling us. The words in this uh, explanation, this scenario. Because when a person begins to enter a sort of journey to serve Hashem, this is the aspect of pregnancy. And this person needs to conceal himself there in the aspect of pregnancy, where the fetus is concealed within the mother, and it's not revealed yet. It's not famous yet. Because this path is yet to be revealed in the world, and this is the first time this person's taking it, and he will reveal it later on. But this pathway needs to be concealed like a baby in the womb. And it's only that he's entering that pathway in order to reveal it. So this is the aspect of pregnancy. And how do we know this journey or this pathway this person's taking has to do with pregnancy? It's brought down in Mishle, that the journey represents pregnancy. How do we know this? In the path of wisdom, I instruct you. What's Horeticha instruct you? It comes from the word Herayon. It comes from the aspect of pregnancy. So this path of wisdom which this person is taking, to serve God, and he, who's going to later reveal this in the world, is the aspect of pregnancy. It needs to wait there and to hold back. To warm himself over there, like a fetus in the womb of the mother. Until the time comes for this person to emerge into the air of the world, like this fetus to emerge into the air of the world. Uh, to reveal this pathway in the world, this journey. But when this journey goes out before its time, this is the aspect of a miscarried fetus. And this blemish is created to machloket. So we see this here when it says two men, when two men fight, meaning when there's machloket, and they shove a pregnant woman, meaning that journey that, that is hidden inside the womb of the mother, and cause her to miscarry, meaning the journey becomes revealed before its time. And this is the aspect of what Rabban was teaching us in the verse. That when two men fight together, meaning opposition, as we said, through this they shove this woman and cause her a miscarry. What did that mean in the verse? Meaning those famous people that, that become famous before their time. That they represent the aspect of a miscarriage. And their punishment is death or poverty according to the blemish that took place in the opposition. This is what it says. What does it finish off in the verse over there? After it says, then causes her to miscarry. If there is no fatal injury to the woman or to the... Uh, what, is, what, what does it say? Sorry, I, I read it too quickly. If there is no fatal injury, and what does Rashi say with regard to the woman? So if they do not harm the woman, meaning that they don't um, lose and uh, what do you call it? Damage the way of wisdom in itself, which represents the woman who's pregnant. That is the wisdom that this man is revealing. That this man who's entering the service of God is revealing. So we're talking about that this journey. If, if they don't harm the journey, if the journey is not brought to, to be famous before its time and is not miscarried, rather they just lose the miscarried fetuses, which represents what? Meaning the people themselves, the people who are, who are revealing that journey. It's the people themselves that become famous. That they become famous and emerge into the world before their time. 
Because just like a pregnant woman, when you shove her until the fetus itself um, becomes miscarried, God forbid, there's two aspects. Sometimes she loses only the fetuses. Through their emerging prematurely, she miscarries them. But sometimes, sometimes the woman herself is also harmed and is also taken away early. The same is true of the aspects we mentioned above with regard to the scenario. Sometimes we lose the people themselves who, who, who become famous before their time. They represent the fetus. But sometimes the pathway in which the revealing of wisdom it's in which the wisdom they're trying to reveal itself is not revealed. It's not famous before its time. Only the 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 fetus is harmed, which is the man himself. And in that pathway of wisdom, which this person was supposed to reveal, another person can come um, and be concealed within that aspect of the womb, or in the aspect of pregnancy. Meaning that another person can come and take that avodat Hashem, that service, that journey, which that famous person once took, and engage in it the same way and then reveal it later on in the proper time. Just like in the same parable of the pregnant woman. But sometimes the pathway of wisdom itself is lost. So that even another person cannot come and enter that aspect of pregnancy um, which is the um, which is the the pathway which this person is revealing. Now no person can come and reveal and emerge that pathway into the world. And this represents the woman herself dying. According to the blemish, this determines the punishment. As explained in the Torah, if there's no fatal injury, to the woman. What did it say? If there's no fatal injury to the woman, he shall surely be punished. With Money, Hanuan youth with poverty, basically, meaning what we explained above that there's either poverty or death. So, if there's no injury to the woman, meaning the pathway in which this person is trying to reveal, it's just that the person himself becomes famous too early, but the pathway in itself is still concealed, and another person can come and take it and engage in it. So, what happens? Then there's just poverty that emerges from this. That poverty. Poverty is created whenever the blemish isn't so big. But if there's a fatal injury by Isha to the woman, that they cause this pathway to be lost also, as I then what happens in Atata Nefesh Tacha Nefesh, Nafesh, that you must uh, award a life for a life, meaning death. Hashem may God spare us from this. May God save us. Very, very deep lesson, a very deep lesson. Abba was just giving us a taste of. How each explanation in, uh, in uh, how each uh, line in Sefer Hamidot or in the Alevet book is um, so so deep. Torah Chafarev Torah Twenty One. When novelties of Torah are created, and there are those famous ones who observe and wait for this. These Chidushet Torah. Because there are these people waiting for these Chidushet Torah to be revealed. 
um, meaning those people, those strangers that want to attack these Chidush Torah, meaning those evil forces. It's necessary to post uh, men of valor, sentries, to post them in front of in front of and in the back of these Chidush Torah, so that no stranger shall approach them. And this is created through the studying of halacha. That a person needs to study halacha. Shulchan Aruch poskim all the the commentaries of the of halacha before the chidush is um, is uh, created and after. And through this you create men of or warriors, or men of valor, before the Chidush and after the Chidush, and the Torah travels securely between them. Because the sentries are armed with a weapon, and these strangers cannot approach. Rabban was giving a secret on how to protect the Chidush Torah. People are very much mistaken with regard to the... Uh, the issue of uh, meekness or submission or humility. People are mistaken about this. Because we don't even realize how much we toil ourselves in the service of God and prayer in order to to leave the 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 this aspect of a constriction or this uh, mental constriction or constricted consciousness, better explained, to expanded consciousness. We literally work all our lives to engage in our Hashem so that we can greaten our wisdom and so that we don't engage in just foolishness and that we actually have expanded consciousness, that we, don't, that we aren't always in the state of constricted consciousness. We work always towards expanding our mind. And if so, if that's the case, in that case, it's impossible that meekness is meant literally. Meaning that uh, humility or submission is meant the way we mean it. Because then if that's the case, if we just mean it humility or submission or, or, or meekness, this then we would never ever work towards ever expanding our consciousness. Because according to the literal meaning of submission, it would mean it would it would mean that we would have to exp just stay and remain in the constricted consciousness, which obviously must not be the case. Because if it's the literal meaning of meekness, then a man must just stay in, in katnut, in constriction. It must therefore be that this haqna'a, this, this humility, that humility in general must involve that consciousness. So Rabban was explaining that humility is not stam what we think humility is. Humility has consciousness. And the more you grow in your consciousness, the more humility you have the ability to attain. Therefore, not every person is fitting to be truly humble. Only Moshe Rabbeinu upon him be peace. Only he was humble from all the men that were on the face of the earth. And the Chachamim, they call this humility, which doesn't have um, that, which isn't proper, they call it Chanupah flattery. 
כמו שאמרו רבותינו, דמוחד החכמים סיינת לגמר סוטה, פייג' פורלי וואן בי, על ירמיה הנביא, הפעם ירמיה הנביא, שהיה נב נגד הנביא שקר חנניה. ואמר לו בהכנען, ירמיהו סתך ענניה in submission and humility, what did he say? אמן, כן יעשה השם. אמן, so God will do. As brought down in ירמיהו chapter 28 verse 6. ואמרו רבותינו לברכה על זה, הנחכמים say upon what ירמיהו said, they explain, כל המחניף, anyone who flatters his fellow, לאסוף נופל ביד בנו, eventually falls into the hand of his son. So we see this idea of, um, of humility, that it's necessary to implement that. That humility doesn't just literally mean to be humble and to look at the ground. Like Rabbi speaks about in just to look down to the earth all the time and to constantly be in this state of constriction. No. Rabbi was saying that true humility must have that. And Moshe Rabbi was, was the that of the generation, which is why he attained the, uh, the ultimate humility. Torah Chav Gimel, a very important Torah and the last Torah for today. Be'inan ha-simcha, with regard to the idea of joy, of happiness. Al-pi mashal, Rabbeinu gives us a parable to explain it, what true joy is. She'lifamim, k'she'b'nei adam s'mechim u'akdim, sometimes when people are joyous and they're dancing, ha'zeh chotfim yishechad mi'bachud, then they grab a person from the outside of the dancing circle. She'u ba'atvut u'mahashchora, and this person is... in gloom and sadness. And they force him inside the circle, against his will, into the circle of the dancing. And they force this man against his will to be happy with them as well. And we see this every single wedding. <laughs> Look at every single wedding. There's always a person outside that's standing, that's sad, who, doesn't, who, cannot, who can't lift up his feet, who is not joyous enough to partake in the wedding. And there's always people that try to grab him into the circle against his will. And then he starts dancing and lifting himself up. Rabbeinu says, we see this parable. The same is true with regard to joy and happiness. Because when a person is happy, then this gloom and all the suffering, the afflictions, they stand aside from the person. Why? Because happiness is the opposite of suffering. If a person is happy, he can't suffer. It's the opposite of suffering. So suffering must stand aside when happiness is in control. But an even greater level than this, to set aside uh, gloom from happiness, is what to do what? To gather courage to pursue that gloom specifically. Meaning, when you're happy, yeah, the gloom stands to the side. That person outside the circle cannot enter the circle, clearly, because he's sad and you are happy and they don't mix together. Sadness will die once it enters happiness. So, That's one level. But Rabbanu is saying there's an even greater level, which is to take the sadness and bring it inside the circle. To bring that gloom and those sufferings within the joy. So that literally the gloom itself turns and transforms into happiness. To turn all that gloom and all that affliction and all those reasons to, to be sad about into happiness. In the way it comes into the joy. Into the joy. Um, like the way sadness enters joy. That because of the great simcha and the joy and the chedva um, and all that 
that happiness, that it mehapech, it transforms all the worries, the atvut and the and the sadness, and the gloom, It turns all his gloom and sadness and all his worries into happiness and, and joy. That basically, that what what is happening whenever you take this this man who's standing outside the dancing circle and you bring him in? It's as if you're kidnapping gloom and bring it against its will within joy. As if, like the parable we we explained to go to the dancing circle. And this is what is mentioned in Yeshaya chapter thirty-five. Gladness and happiness they'll attain, and sadness and sighing will flee away. Meaning, meaning, sighing and sadness uh, flees and it runs away from happiness. Because when it's the time for joy, sadness and sighing stand to the side. saying we have to go further. We have to chase that sadness and the sighing. And run after them, ula sigam to 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 reach them, ula giam and to take to la sigam to to attain them and to reach them, la chnisotam davka letochas simcha kanal to take them in and to literally bring them within the the happiness itself, as we said above. Vezos hasson simcha yasigu, and this is why it's in the verse hasson simcha yasigu. Gladness and happiness will attain it. Meaning that they'll grab the happiness and the joy will glad, sorry, will grab this sadness and the sighing, which is running away from the happiness. To, to bring them in against their will within the joy itself. Because sadness and sighing is literally the evil side. It's a uh, the Satan and his wife, Lili, which we do not say their full names. They don't want to be a vehicle for holiness. They don't want to be a chariot for holiness. They can, they can only stand to the side. Therefore, they flee from the joy. But Rabban was teaching us we have to go further. And we have to force them to bring them in within holiness. Meaning within joy. Against the will of as we said above. Because that's exactly what kills them. It completely nullifies all suffering. And this is what we must do with everything that we're doing. Whether it's work or all the, the things that don't go well. We must take those things and bring them within the, the dancing circle. And we must find joy within those things. Because when you do find joy within those things, and when joy grabs on to that circumstance, that sad thing that you're suffering about, you're able to transform that entire sadness into, into happiness. And then all the suffering and the afflictions are nullified. May we have the merit to do so through tremendous simcha. May we really engage in simcha. As we're going to start the next lesson with one of the most famous lessons of all of the Kutim Moran, which starts with the phrase, Mitzvah Gedorah Yel Basimcha Tamid. So Bezat Hashem, that's it for today. God willing, we continue Mechay Lechayl. And we go from strength to strength. And from level to level, applying the words of Rabbeinu.